everybody. We are now at episode 43 of Eat, Drink, Write, and Urban Fantasy Whiteboard. We're going to talk about chapters this week. We talked about naming them before, but we're going to get into what is a chapter, what, what goes into a chapter, that kind of thing. But first, how was your week? Oh, it has been a week. Um, well, first of all, my computer died, so I had to buy a new one. And I didn't realize like how much I used my computer for because, you know, I know I use it for writing and I use it for gaming, but then there were like little things where I was like, oh, I'll go look that. No, I can't. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I can use my phone, but like it just is so much easier, like user friendly to use a computer or whatever to have a keyboard to look things up, um, especially for school. Like I was trying to look things up for school and my phone was just. Ugh, I mean, I've even got the big phone, but um, yeah. it's still not big enough. It's more like the, so the site that I have to use for school is like, uh, it, it, the mobile version doesn't work very well. Um, and mm -hmm. so it was more like that. So like it just works better on a computer. Um, yeah, you're so, still young. I'm blind. So that's my problem. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so there was that. And then, oh, I finished my Louis and Delaney rewrite, or at least that draft of it. Yeah. I think, I think I've been so stressed for the past three weeks. And one thing that I really like to do is I, I stress write. And so I literally wrote like 50,000 words in three weeks. Oh my Lord. That's awesome. Yeah. So well, congratulations. Good. Thank you. Thank you. That so, is, good and bad things. <laughs> that is great. That is a great thing. That should be much. at the top of your list of stuff. That's awesome. Um, I don't know. Grad school is murdering me right now. So yeah, we got a lot going on when you're trying to do more than one thing in your life. It's very difficult. My yeah. week I had my chaos court, as I call it last week, all five days, morning and afternoon. I'm not only the lawyer doing cases, but I'm also the host of the zoom thing, which is stressful. Yeah. So usually I get through that and I'm able to say, Oh, good. I'm done. I give myself a couple of days and relax and then get into the court follow-up stuff. But no, I had court today. I had my first in-person abandonment court again today. Oh. And that we only had four cases and you know, it was all socially distanced and everyone wore masks and it still took three and a half hours. Wow. And then I had to come home and do a zoom hearing with a defendant I had in jail at 1.30. And then after that, I'm like, oh my God, we have our Halloween episode coming up. What am I going to do? So then right. I started doing research for that, which I'm very excited y'all about the Halloween episode. We're trying to de decide whether we want to dress up or not. I know most people just listen to us, but we do have people that watch us on YouTube. So we thought, do we, do we do outfits? Do we not do outfits? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. We're, we're still discussing but I did have this weird dream I want to tell you about. Oh gosh. Okay. It, it's so funny. I sometimes wonder if when I dream, I manifest things in the real world. I had this dream. We've been watching horror movies that, that yeah. should say that before anything else, because that's my favorite thing in the world. And Halloween is my favorite th uh, thing in the world, my favorite season. And your father has been wonderful. We have watched horror movies from the beginning of October all the way, and we're still watching them. He is awesome. And great. so I, I've got all the horror stuff going in my brain. And I had this dream that I was able to communicate with ghosts. 
and it was like this insane asylum or this old hospital or something that had all these ghosts in them and some of them were poltergeists they were angry ghosts and i was able to feel them and actually calm them down yeah. somehow i could touch their energy and calm them down and it was about six o'clock i woke up to go to the bathroom and because it's the weekend we can sleep late so i always close the bathroom door because the light from the bathroom hits your dad in the eyes otherwise so i closed the bathroom door climbed in bed and the bathroom door swung open and banged the tub i mean that's how hard it opened was this still part of the dream i'm sorry no it was not <laughs> I had a what I had a, woken up and gone to the bathroom, climbed back in bed, and the door swung open. What? I know it was crazy, and so then I thought I lay there thinking, okay, is it a ghost? <laughs> uh, I didn't close it all the way, and it sprung open. So the next day, I sat there and played with that door, trying to get it to do the same thing, and I could not get it to do it weird i wonder if it was like but you just got all the sorry my thoughts are all over the place uh you just got all your windows replaced so it wouldn't be like a weird yeah. or anything. yeah no windows were open the bedroom door is always closed so there would have been nothing to make it open so, sometimes we have our windows open when it gets cooler but we had all windows closed because it's been hot here again right so yeah it was absolutely bizarre and i'm like did i manifest a ghost in my dream while i was dreaming this weird dream is that bizarre That's so weird yeah yeah crazy told your little sister that scared her to death <laughs> she's like i'm not coming home <laughs> you got oh, ghosts okay. now yeah i see number three not number four yeah. i figured number riley wouldn't be scared of something like that <laughs> no she wouldn't believe it yeah she could see something like that happen right in front of her eyes and she'd be thinking of all the scientific reasons of why it's happening yep so that, that, that was my week. I've still got a horrible week to come, but, um, so yeah, so it's not, it's ongoing and I'm very tired and I hope I can speak straight through this show. Um, what are you eating and drinking? I made a plate of meat and cheese. I don't have any fancy cheese. So I have, uh, just like sliced provolone and then I have my salami and pepperoni. And then I bought a, um, a beef, Summer sausage. I forgot the word for a second. <laughs> summer sausage uh, at the meat sale at my department at school. So. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, and it's really good. So. Oh, and then I'm drinking a uh, Roy Boss tea because nice. I needed I needed something calming. I probably don't need caffeine right now. It's like <laughs> seven o'clock. So. <laughs> I'm drinking wine. I think I'm drinking Corbel. My my uh, sparkling wine that I like, the pink sparkling wine. Yeah. And then I didn't have time to, because of the time that we're doing this, um, I just took a picture of the dinner that daddy made. We do the green chef boxes, the keto green chef boxes. Yeah. And he made a dinner. It was some kind of pork product that was excellent, but I didn't like the vegetables that oh. came with it. What, it, what had, it had, what are those greens that granny makes all the time? The collard greens? Collard greens. I didn't. I didn't like the way they were cooked. It it was mixed with butternut squash, which I love, but I didn't like that combination, so I didn't eat any of those. But I took a picture of it. I see. And I'm drinking wine. This is my third glass. It's been a long day. 
I have jokes. I have jokes. Oh, tell me, tell me. Okay. So Halloween is like right around the corner. And Mm -hmm. so I've got some Halloween stuff. Why are ghosts more common in bars? Why? They go there for the booze. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And then apparently the word boo is from the Latin scream. Buare is to scream in Latin. So ghosts are actually literally going around saying scream, scream, I scream. And I was thinking about it and I was like, do you think they're speaking Latin because it's a dead language? Oh no. (laughs) That was great. That was a good one. (laughs) Okay. Moving along. We are going to talk about chapters this week and what exactly is a chapter? So a chapter is one of the main divisions of a piece of writing of relative length. So a chapter book might have multiple chapters, and these can be referred to by the things that uh, may be the main topic of that particular chapter. Yeah. That's probably not a great definition, but, um, and then when you have chapters, you can either name them or number them um, or both. Right, which we did an episode on that um, recently. We did, very recently, which is interesting. Um, Each chapter has a purpose that ties to the bigger story. You know, think your plot lines. So each chapter is supposed to further that plot. And theoretically, you don't have to have chapters at all. Right. But I can't imagine a book with no chapters that just I can't even fathom that I can't either I feel like it, it I mean first of all it would just be walls of text on every single page and then you, you know like the I feel like the whole point of chapters or at least like one one important part of chapters is that it helps you like organize your story uh, both as a writer like and a reader like it helps you just you know understand what's happening as it's going along um, and, and I feel like that's important well, and it gives you a resting point, you know, yeah. as you know, you always see those jokes about, oh, I, I, I'll be done right after the next chapter. It really is a stopping point. It gives right. you a stopping point. And I can't imagine just one book that's I, I, I that just blows my mind to even think about it. No. Um, it um, you know, I think of it as like hiking. When you go hiking, you the bench that you find along the way that lets you sit and rest for a minute, enjoy the view where you are, and, right. you know, kind of digest what you've seen. That's how I view chapters. The end of a chapter gives you a moment to think about, okay, what's happened and what's coming, that kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Okay. It can also allow you to change the character point of view. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because a lot, of, yeah, it's super important. Like I feel like, uh, you know, I've seen books where they change point of view within the same chapter, and it's almost like super confusing. Um, which I think you talk about it a little bit more later, so we can talk about it then. But I know that that's, that's a really good uh, use for chapters. Yeah, I mean, I suppose you could do that within the same chapter. I've seen books where they do like stars or dashes or something to differentiate. Right. Um, 
and sometimes it does need to be within the same chapter because of the, the timing or the scene or whatever it is you're dealing with. But a cleaner way to do it is to change chapters when you change point of view. But that doesn't always work for what you're trying to get through. So it's just something to think about. Right. So how many chapters are you supposed to have in a book? Um, only you can answer that question. Only the author knows. And, you know, it can be as few or as many. I mean, theoretically, it can be none. Yeah. Um, you know, it's something that writers, I think, usually do by instinct. I'm sure that most of our listeners are like, you know, I've never planned. It, it, there's just a point where you reach and you're like, this is where it needs to end. It's just a, it's a instinct thing. Right. Um, but I did find that they said an average number is, is 12, which, which I is, thought, what a weird number. It is a weird number. Cause I'm thinking about all my books too. And you know, I've seen, I've seen different things as, you know, Oh, each chapter should be 1500 words or each chapter should be 3000 words and each chapter should be blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking about like my books and I think they, are average around 23 chapters or so per book. It's 20 something per book. Um, and I know each chapter is like 3000 words ish. You know, it varies depending on how I do it or whatever, but I think I'm always in the twenties. Uh, I, I think I am too. I didn't have a chance to go back and actually look at each of my books to see how many chapters, but I know it's a lot more than 12. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. And I honestly don't know how many words are in them. They vary. Yeah. You had oh, something else you were going to say. Um, sorry, I was enjoying my uh, summer sausage. You're, you're, oh, I thought you were eating the cheese. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, there's no right answer to this. Um, and I love that personally just because I love having something, you know, you have, you know, these chapters and there's no rule about them. Um, you know, you don't have to decide whether or not you should break rules if there is no rule to begin with. And I, right. just, I love that. It just feels so freeing to me. Like there's no steadfast rule about chapters. Therefore, yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, and what we're trying to do with this podcast is help guide people. Right. And, and having said that there's no rules is kind of freeing because yeah. as a new author, you can do whatever feels right. That's, that's, I think the key It's whatever feels right. You as the author know when you get to a point, I mean, I love just writing, writing, writing. I'm a pamster all the way. Right. And I'll write, write, write. And I'll hit this point and something will be said. And I'm like, that is it. Remember yeah. when I used to send you, cause as we write, we send each other chapters to help us um, edit and that kind of thing. And I'll send you chapters and you'll be like, really? You stopped right there. I want to know more. And, and see, you know, it just feels right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So how long should a chapter be? And I wish I had had time to go and look and, you know, count words in all of my chapters to find out if I have an average. I don't know. Um, but the length of a chapter can help with your pacing. It's something to think about. Um, and it may not be your first draft that you think about it. Yeah. It may be later because in your first draft, you're just, you're go, 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 go. And you're, you're writing and it's all going. But when you're editing you, the length of a chapter can help with the pacing of your book. So a short chapter with the action words, you know, we've talked about, um, action words and 
fast moving things, right. a short chapter increases that pace. Yeah. And a yeah. longer chapter might be the time to reflect on an action that's happened and to digest it and figure out what your character is thinking about it and what to do next. And, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Definitely. You know, so a brief chapter can even be a page long or a paragraph long even, and it can be used to create drama, to reinforce the significance of a particular event. Yeah, no, uh, the Fever series did that. Uh, and at least one of, one of her books, um, she had a chapter that was one paragraph and it was a completely different point of view than Max. And we were like, excuse me, like what? Uh, that, it, was it was brilliant. That yeah. Karen, and how do we say her name? Cause we've always said it wrong. Monning. Yeah. Karen Monning, brilliant writer, brilliant writer. You know, she is somebody that I really admire. Mm -hmm. She started writing romance novels and romance novels are great. And her books were fantastic. I love her romance novels. And her dad wanted her to be, quote, a real author. And she struck a deal with him to, he would support her. She said to, she could prove that she could be a real, a real author, which my God, she already was. She was brilliant even with her. I mean, I, I love her romance novels. Yeah. But she wrote this fever series. Her dad supported her through it. And, you know, she is a best-selling author and it's definitely not categorized as romance, which I guess her dad must not have thought was quote real writing. Right. Um, I believe she's always been a real writer. Every Absolutely. one of her books is fantastic, but the fever series does go above and beyond. She is truly a brilliant writer. And I know I use that word a lot, but it really applies to her. She yes. is one of my heroes. Absolutely. Um, got off uh, point there. But um, anyway, uh, longer chapters, like I said, you can weave in more detail. You know, it, you can use the length of your chapters to help the pacing of your book. So when you want it to move fast, you've got this action scene, this fight scene, this, you know, it can be a shorter chapter. When you have more mystery and, you know, all, all intrigue and that kind of thing. It might be a longer chapter. Yeah, um, absolutely. I feel like, uh, you know, you don't want to do info dumps or anything like that to like get in detail mm. or whatever. Um, but if you have like several long scenes that you have in mind that tie together for like one theme or like one particular part of a story, um, then I feel like a longer chapter could, could really help with that. Um, mm -hmm then that could be one whole chapter instead of just, you know, a bunch of little ones uh, that are still all tied together. Uh, along that line, then you, you really do want to vary the length of your, you don't want, to, there is no rule that says, Oh, I've got to have this every chapter be 1500 words. Right. And, you know, you don't want to do that. It's kind of like varying your sentence structure. You don't want to have, you know, she went to school, she went to the store. You, you you've got to, to vary it a little bit vary it yeah so i think chapters should be varied as well to keep things interesting but yeah. then again i've not gone and looked at my chapters to see maybe they are all 1500 words i don't think so but maybe i think mine are relatively consistent i think and i, I don't know why like i don't ever plan it that way you know when i'm doing when i'm writing i'm also writing um 
almost blindly, although uh, more recently in my writing, I've started to go more towards the route of like outlining and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I also don't outline by chapter. Whenever I do outline, it's never by chapter. Um, I just outline by events. And yes. so uh, I, I never think about it in terms of chapters, but I'm pretty sure that mine are all um, relatively consistent. Which, you know, that that's something we should make the point of is that a chapter is not the same thing as a scene, excuse me, right. it's not right. the same thing as an event. Right. And I really do think that most writers do it instinctively. Mm -hmm. um, but if not, then here's some, here's some rules. Here's um, how to write a chapter. Right. There, there are no rules. I was about to say, I love, <laughs> I love how you said, here are some rules. There aren't any. <laughs> um, there's all kinds of things that you can do. Um, you can insert a, a chapter break when a scene ends. Right, which I wanted to ask if you think that like, and, and we kind of talked about it a little bit already, was that like, is it just one scene per chapter? And I don't think that it necessarily is. Because um, I think about even just my books all the time, especially, uh, I'll give the example of Louie and Delaney, which I just finished. Each chapter is from uh, the other's point of view. So chapter one was Delaney and then chapter two is Louie and then they switch off. Does it actually switch every single chapter? Absolutely. Really? Really? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, when I was writing it, the, the first draft, I, you know, I considered, you know, do I want to do a double chapter with Delaney or whatever? But I think it was really important to get both of them um, at the same time. And it actually worked out plot wise for, for it to be that way. Um, but I also, since I do that, I can't do a scene break and skip to the next chapter because I wouldn't still, I still needed to be in the same character's point of view. And as a rule for myself, I switched character point of view when I changed chapters. So I did scene breaks in the, in the middle. Okay. Did you use like stars or dashes or something to, okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's so an example, 100% of not, of, of changing that within the, the chapter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I feel, and then, you know, at the same time, even though I uh, skip scenes or whatever, or change scenes, um, it's still within the same character point of view. So it's not, right. you know, it's not completely different. It's still tied within this chapter um, and that kind of thing. So. Okay. Was that all you had to say about that? Oh, no, no, I have more. <laughs> I have, I, I have, but wait, there's more. <laughs> I, I have things to say. Um, yeah, I kind of like to think that chapters on their own have their own little story within them. Um, you know, they have their own story to tell or their own theme to get across. Um, so if two scenes or more than one scene contributes to that mini story, then they can both be in on that chapter. Um, mm -hmm. And I think they're, you know, within the larger plot of your novel, there are little tiny plots going on within each chapter and within each scene themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you need to not be afraid to experiment just because you've written something doesn't mean you're stuck with it. Right. Yeah. You can cut it, you can change it. And I think that's what a lot of writers have a problem with. You can play with this stuff. You can change it up. You can try something. And if it doesn't work, throw it out. And I know that's really hard to say. And it's really still hard for me to do. I, you know, I love all my words. Right. Um, but that is something to keep in mind that you aren't stuck with what you've written. Yeah, absolutely. So you can't, you don't have to worry about, oh, a chapter supposed to be this or I should end it. 
do what feels right and you can change it later. If yeah. it doesn't work, change it. That is something, yeah. I think that's a rule, a rule. I don't know that it's a rule, but it's something that writers really have to learn how to do. We yeah. all love our words. Absolutely. I and know. We, I was, sorry to interject here, and it's a little tiny bit off topic, but as I was rewriting Louie and Delaney for the longest time as I was going through it, I had cut out like things that were extraneous, things that I didn't need. And so like for a while I was, you know, pages behind the original on my rewrite. Um, and then I get to the end and it's a thousand words longer than my original. <laughs> so I did that. But anyway, that was just a random relative, rel relevant, Jesus. Wow. And, and she's drinking tea, y'all. It's been a long three weeks, month. I hear you. I, I, at some point I'd like a weekend or something. I, I worked all weekend because I had to get ready for court today. I just, I'm so tired. I feel you. Yeah. But um, that, that is something, you know, people, I think writers worry too much, especially new writers worry too much about how something is supposed to be. Right. There is no supposed to be. Absolutely. No. And, and if anything, like if you know, like if you have a feeling about how you want your story to be, please do it. Cause that's great. Um, even if it's against the, Oh, it should be 3000 words long. My chapter is too short. Like, d don't worry about it. Just do it. Cause I guarantee it's probably going to be amazing. Yeah. I mean, and you may, you may end up with a problem. Like I, I have written an urban fantasy that's 120,000 words, which is way over the, the norm. Which one is that? Uh, is that I don't know. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm three drinks in. So Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> don't remember which one. But that doesn't mean that I'm stuck with what I've written. You know, 120,000 words, although like you did, I ended up going in and editing out stuff and ended up with 125,000 words. Okay, how does that happen? But, right. you know, it's do what feels right and work from there. You don't get hung up on, oh, it, it has to be 90,000 words. It might be 60,000 yeah. the first draft. Right. It might be 120,000 the first draft. We can change things. We have that power. We create worlds, y'all. I mean, my Lord, we can change a few words. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. If, uh, let's see, you can, okay, so we're talking about now ending a chapter. You can end a chapter when the action is about to shift to another time and another place. Yeah, it's a really good transition. Uh, it's a great transition, like for a time jump or, um, you know, a shift in tone or that kind of thing. Absolutely. But like you said, you don't have to. You can use the little asterisks and, and do it within a chapter. It's yeah. just what works for your book. Yeah. Um, I am a big fan of the cliffhanger. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's a, a good way to end a chapter because you do want your readers to keep turning those pages. Like you want them to be like, oh, well, now I have to read the next chapter. Yes. Oh, now I have to read the next chapter. And then they're awake until four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, I think that's ideal. And then, like you said, you can end a chapter when you're going to change the point of view. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, you can use it to signal a transition. It doesn't have to change point of view necessarily, but a transition from one, it doesn't even have to be a scene, but a transition from one thought to another, a transition from one 
um, event to another, which might still be the same scene. I guess, yeah. have we done a topic on scenes? I feel like we have, but okay. uh, I'll Maybe go we back did. Look, but, yeah. Okay. So what are the parts of a chapter? You know, I've, I've read a lot of things when I was researching this that you should start with action. Uh, a strong chapter opening is key, especially at the early part of your novel, because you want to suck in all your readers and keep them reading. Yeah, you want to hook them. I read a tip somewhere once, probably like Pinterest or Tumblr. Or I don't know. I'm all over the place on the internet, uh, mm -hmm. Instagram, you know, whatever. I read a tip that said uh, the first sentence of your chapter, of each and every chapter, should encompass what the chapter is going to be about. Um, so either through tone or wording or dialogue, it could be, you know, like, well, that sucked could be your first chapter or your first sentence of the chapter. And then, so you know that you're going to learn why everything, why sucks. everything sucks. You know, that makes sense. Cause even in school, when we learned how to write basic essays, paragraph writing, they tell yeah. you your first sentence in the paragraph should encompass what's to come in that paragraph. So that makes sense for a chapter as well. Yeah. Um, Keep your plot de development in line. Um, that is the goal. The whole point of writing chapters is that it's moving your book along to the end. Mm -hmm. So keep your plot in, in mind. You know, what is the goal of this particular chapter? Is this a chase scene? Is there going to be some revelation? Is that the point of this uh, book? Yeah, I love that because it, it reminds me of what I was saying earlier, where it's like each chapter has its own story. What's the mm -hmm. point of this chapter is, you know, it has um, its own story to tell within your larger plot. I, I like that, too. And then you can always edit, like we said, mm -hmm. you know, do what feels natural in the first draft and then tighten it up, clean it up, cut it if you have to. Um, really, each chapter should have a beginning, a middle and an end, just like the book does. Um, that doesn't mean that you tie things up necessarily in each chapter, but it has, there's a logical place, a logical movement within that chapter. I'm struggling. I'm almost finished with my third drink. It's been a long day, <laughs> but also you can use visual things like Taylor uses her whiteboard. That, that is your bread and butter is your whiteboard. Um, I like color coordinating things. So sticky notes with colors, um, color note cards. Um, yeah. Another thing uh, that I use, and I've talked about it before, I know I have, uh, is PowerPoint. And I do my own. Oh, yeah. And whenever a chapter ends, I never, uh, so the way that I do my PowerPoints, I think I've talked about it um, in our timeline episode. Uh, what is I do it by timeline and so I do it by day and so day one all of these events happen and day two all of these events happen and that keeps in my mind you know not only the timeline but then I go through and I color code the line that's the end of a chapter and so I'm like ah. oh the chapter is red so I know that's a chapter break so um, you might have days within a chapter but yeah. you then color code to know when the that's very clever Thank you. I really I really have to start using PowerPoint I'm, I'm so old I mean Y'all, when I started working, I was typing on a typewriter on carbon paper, the pleadings to file in court. That's how old I am. So this PowerPoint shit, woo, that's way over my head. Oh, it's nice. It is. I, I love, I love technology. Um, 
in my twin saga, I'm editing it now. It's my very first book that I wrote back then when I was typing on a typewriter on carbon paper. I actually wrote it. I would take, a, I think I've said this before, I would take an actual notebook to court with me because my judge was difficult and made the child support cases wait until the end of the day because they weren't important. So while I was there for eight hours waiting on my turn to go, I would handwrite my book in a notebook. Yeah. Because there were no computers yet at that, at that point. Right. Um, anyway, I got up, up scene anyway. So I was writing the twin saga at that, at that point in time. And now that I'm editing it, I am going through chapter by chapter and I'm listing the events of each chapter, what the goal is that I was obviously trying to get across in that chapter. Cause some of them are real, really poorly written. Well, long, I mean, long, long time, long time ago. ago, you've done a lot of growing in your writing. I have. Um, but in that book, my beginning scene is an escape scene. Um, she's running from the destruction of her castle. And my goal of that initial chapter was to show that she was leaving the security of her past. She was going into a very unforeseeable future. Yeah. And I ended it on a cliffhanger where she's captured and taken away from her even secondary um, sense of security. She was running with this, the castle wizard who was, you know, okay. So she was leaving security, but she still felt like she had security because at least the, the, the castle wizard was taking care of her. And yeah. she gets, you know, at the end of that number one chapter, she is taken away from even that sense of security. So she's thrown way into chaos. I mean, it's an unknown territory. Yeah. 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 So the middle and the development of a chapter, you know, what, what chain of events does the chapter set the opening set in motion? So you got to keep that in mind. And then what changes uh, happen with the who, what, why, when, and where of the story as it unfold, unfolds. So that's the middle of the chapter. Right. And then the end of it is all the things we talked about before. You can end it with the transition, you can end it with a cliffhanger, you can end it with, you know, change of point of view, however you want to end it. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's important to reiterate here, uh, you know, find your own process of how you want to think about your chapters. Um, you know, how, you know, how long do you want them to be? Um, they don't have to be that long. Uh, you know, I use PowerPoint um, and the whiteboard and both of those help me immensely. And it would be cool, you know, if all of you could find something that helps you just as well, because it's, it's a really good way to uh, think about your novel in an organized manner, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think there's actually, we'll have to do an episode on all the different uh, programs that are out there that help writers. I think there's several that help you organize things. There are. I know there's one uh, called Scrivener, which I, well, I guess it was on my old computer now, but uh, the... Did you uh, lose it? I think so. I think that's... I think that's gone. But anyway, I know that Scrivener is um, a good one. Uh, and I didn't get to play around with it that much. I just haven't had time to. Um, but I know that it will organize things by chapter for you if you want. It'll do it by scene. Uh, you can set it up however you want to do that. And so that might be a really great way to think about how you want to do your chapters. Okay, that's a good idea. 
Um, things that you should ask yourself as you're writing a chapter. Uh, do I have a strong enough hook to make the chapter appealing? Right. Uh, does it follow on from the previous chapter logically? Um, will readers be able to figure out the, the time for, does it, you know, cause I have read books where you're, you're reading along and you're like, okay, this chapter, and then you start the next cha chapter and you're like, what, wait, what happened? What just happened? Yeah. Which, you know, those books I'm sure had a reason for cutting it there. You know, Game of Thrones does that where right. you're in the middle and you're wanting to hear more. Um, the Wheel of Time does that as well. Oh, yeah. You know, and we're in Perrin's head and he's the, the wolf dude. And, you know, I, I want to read more of him. And all of a sudden we're somewhere else. Um, right, right. But you keep that in mind as you're writing your chapters. Um, do I have a clear sense of what this chapter is supposed to contribute to the story? Which I think is a really important one. That ties in with plotting and um, the overall arching story for your novel. Mm -hmm. um, your cat's right behind you. I know. He's, He's so cute. He's a punk. Um, yeah, and then I thought of some questions too that I thought would be uh, useful to, to think about when you're um, trying to write a chapter. And that's, you know, who are the leading characters for each chapter? Who's important oh, for each chapter? That's a good, yeah, good point. Because that can get you started too on like, oh, well, what's the conflict? Because obviously if you have two characters or three characters or however many, uh, you have conflict and that can involve them or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, which leads me to my next question, which is what is the conflict or theme for this chapter? Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's, those are, you know, you talked about how each chapter should have a beginning, a middle and an end. And I think that's, that's a beautiful way to put it because each chapter should have um, a complete uh, kind of story within them, whether, you know, you introduce new questions or not, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, how many scenes do I need to get my points across for this chapter? Um, and so that ties back into, you know, you can have just one scene and it can be one long scene. It can be one short scene. Mm -hmm. uh, you can have two short scenes. You know, you, there's any mixture of, of scenes that you can put in a chapter. Um, it just depends on what you need in order to get the point of the chapter across to your reader. Yeah, very, very good questions. I like that. Um, another thing, like this is something I'm doing with my twin saga, write a brief summary of the last chapter before you start the next chapter. And I'm not doing it as I'm writing because I'm in the editing phase, but I do. I write a synopsis of each chapter so that I, I can look at it and see what needs to logically come next. Absolutely. Um, I think it's a great idea for editing. Because Pers personally, I again, I don't outline uh, by chapter. I outline by event. Because mm -hmm. um, I don't know, the, the chapters just make themselves once I figure out the events. Same. Um, yeah. So I, I feel like that's a great idea for editing. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, so if you write a summary of the last chapter and then a brief expectation of the next chapter, that's kind of a good way to go, but it, it isn't really how I write because yeah. when I write, I write and it just goes and the actions and the characters are taking me. They, right. they kind of pull me along with them. It, it's just a natural thing. It's an instinct. The, the cliffhanger thing. I always get this goosebumps and um, thrill in my stomach when I, when I find that sentence and I'm like, that's amazing. That's brilliant. That's a great way to, it, do you have, does he have the zoomies? He does have the zoomies. <laughs> her, her cat is running all over. I can see him all over the background back there. Um, 
so yeah, when I write, it just happens, but, but generally that's my first draft, which I think that might be the need for everybody on their first draft, get through the first draft, you're on a roll. And then when you're editing, you can think about the nuances of the chapter breaks and whether yeah. there's a better way to end it or whether that was really the appropriate spot to end it. Definitely. Yeah. Well, that's all I have for notes, but I do have an interview question. Do you have more notes? I do not. All right. So it's a weird interview question. And oh, it's, God. Because, <laughs> and it's because I'd like to, I like to make my interview questions um, relevant to our writing, relevant to our books, because it's fun to kind of get in the heads of the authors who are writing characters, um, okay. in my opinion. And I like to also make it relevant to our topic. Okay. So if one of your characters, uh, any character, uh, could write the next chapter of your life, that's on. <laughs> I, he is a mess. He is a mess. He hit my TV. Uh, which which character do you think would write a nice chapter for you, and which character do you think would write a mean chapter for you? Oh my lord, I don't want any of them writing my next chapter. I would have to say Beck would write the nice one because She's a sweetheart, yeah. She doesn't want anybody to be in pain or hurt. She does everything she can to try to help anybody, whether it's a fae or human. Um, it's just her own life that sucks. <laughs> right, right. Trick would probably be the one who would write my a bad next chapter, but not because she means it. She's bad just, yeah. yeah, she sees demons everywhere. So demons are everywhere. She knows that humans are vulnerable. So she would just assume that I'm doomed. <laughs> oh, wow. Trick's gonna put you in the grave. Yeah, she'll put me in the grave and it's just the way it is because humans are humans. Right. I think out of mine, I think Delaney would probably write the nicest one. She's I think such so. A She's such a good person. Um, she'd be like, yes, she lives happily ever after with whatever she wants. Um, that's just the type of person that Delaney is. And mm -hmm. uh, she's also especially like right there in my head right now because I just mm -hmm. finished writing her. Um, but also the, the guy who would write the meanest is also from that same book and that's Oris. I can see that. Oh Lord. I would never want Oris writing any chapter of my life whatsoever. Um, I think I would end up dead very quickly. So, but, but he would do it for your, your own good. Oh, absolutely. It'd be, for, <laughs> it would be for my good. It would be for, you know, his daughter's good. It would be for his own good. So, yeah. you know, but it would still be mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My trick wouldn't mean to be mean. She would just yeah. say, you know, demons will kill her and they'll probably eat her liver. And, you know, that'll be that. It's <laughs> lovely. It's lovely. <laughs> so, yeah, All that right. was my weird, my weird interview question. I, I like that question. I, I'm trying to think. I've got so many characters. I know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, well, thank you all for listening. I do want to give a huge shout out to Jen. She is our patron, yeah. our, our one patron. Um, and uh, she is wonderful. She has doubled her income to us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. 
Uh, you all can check us out on our website, which is eatdrinkrightpodcast.com. You can contact us there. You can find all our social media there. I am much better on the social media than I am on our, our actual website. I do pretty well on Twitter and Instagram. We do have a Pinterest, but I have not been so good on Pinterest. I think when we talked about our building your authors platform, we said one of our pieces of advice was to limit the social media that you choose. And of course, I disregarded our own advice and I'm out there all over the place. Um, but you can email us. I do need, I need jokes. We need topics. We need comments on what we've talked about, disagreements, anything. We would love to have it. Absolutely. Um, so thank you all for listening. Halloween is right around the corner. I am so excited about our Halloween episode. I'll give you a little teaser about my part of it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to talk about Ouija boards. Oh my gosh, that's going to be great. Yeah, on Halloween. So I'm excited. Um, awesome. But we'll see you all next time. Yeah, thank you guys.